0: Hi, everyone. It's Henry DeVries. Welcome to the Marketing with a Book podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Very special guest, uh, longtime friend, first-time guest on the podcast, Nancy Jutton. Before we get to Nancy and her tips on being on podcasts, this is very meta, podcast about being on podcasts. We like to have our author roll call So we're gonna call on our authors and you could introduce yourself to Nancy and tell her uh, your book. So we'll go around and I'd like to start with uh, Bill and Chris and then Dave. Bill, whenever you're ready. Hi, I'm Bill Leiter. I'm the author of Mastering Your Balance, How to Lead and Live at Your Full Potential. And Chris? Assuming my mic is working, my name is Chris Hodges. I'm the author of Your Noble Robot, How to Profit, Innovate, and Retain Talent with Automation. David. Thanks, Henry. Hi, I'm David Goldman. And I wrote the book,
1: The Road to Happiness, How to Get What You Really Want.
0: Now let's go with Diane, Dr. Carey, and Jeff. Diane?
2: Hello, I'm Diane Ployce. The book, hello, I'm Diane Ployce. The book that I'm working on is Questions to Ask Before You Buy
0: a Franchise. Dr. Carey?
2: Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Carey, and my forthcoming book is Self-Help on the Go. 99 tips and tricks about how to manage life's uh, typical ups and
0: downs. Thanks. General Foley. Hi folks, my name's Jeff Foley. I'm the author of Brave Business Leadership, Grow Competence and Confidence and Get Great Results. Great. Uh, Now we're gonna go to Joe, John and Lisa.
1: Hello, I'm Joe Palo. Uh, my book is titled How to Sell Nothing Yet. It's still being written, so I don't have anything to hold up. Uh, it's a logical way to make the emotional sale. Thanks.
0: John? Hi, I'm John Lockhorst. And my book is Mission Critical Leadership, How Smart Managers Lead Well in All Directions. Thanks. And uh, Lisa, Mark, and Teresa.
2: Hi, I'm Lisa Apolensky and I co-wrote a book with Henry DeVries, Persuade with a Digital Content Story, How Smart Leaders Use Storytelling to Gain a Marketing Competitive Edge.
0: Good to see you, Lisa. Uh, Mark and then Teresa.
1: Thank you, Henry. Uh, My name is Mark LeBlanc in Minneapolis and I published my second book, Uh, Never Be the Same, And within 30 days, it led to a six-figure speaking contract with Chase Bank. And Teresa.
2: I'm Dr. Teresa Ashby, and my book is Better Implementation
0: Now, Why Even Great Strategies Fail and How to Fix Them. Thanks, Teresa. Uh, We'd like to start off with Mark had a word of wisdom to share, uh, Pearl. Uh, Mark is the chairman of Indie Books International. Mark?
1: Thank you, Henry. And I'll keep this short. The question of the day is, um, who might you have oversold? And yet, who might you have undersold? Uh, I have approximately 80 coaching clients at any given time. And in the last 30 days, I've realized that Uh, I've not always done the best job of matching the right solution from my menu of coaching services and the different options I provide to what will meet the best of what this prospect or client needs and wants. And so I've been going through uh, my roster of of terrific clients uh, and knowing that some Uh, are in a place now or in a season of their career or with me where maybe uh, they would be better served by investing less with me. And conversely, I have some that maybe I did not interview uh, well enough uh, in the beginning and I'm going directly to them and I'm just asking the question, is this working for you? Because I feel like there's some tension in a way that maybe we need to spend more time together, uh, uh, maybe in a different path, coaching path. And so I've had some really good success in the last uh, 30 days at uh, downshifting and upgrading a certain coaching clients. Um, but one of the things that I've also been known to say is that I just wanna be your guy. I wanna be your guy for the next 10 years. I don't care what program, what plan, what option, um, we can downshift upgrade uh, at any point in time because I'm really driven by a single question. And that question is what will meet the best of what you need and want at this time? And I think it's been a bit of a game changing mindset shift uh, for me in the last 30 days. And therein endeth the lesson. Thank you, Henry.
0: Thanks, Mark. Well, now it's my privilege to introduce our special guest, Get Known, Get Paid mentor, Nancy Jutton, transforms speakers, experts, and authors into sought-after podcast guests who speak their way to six figures and beyond. So the place was La Jolla, California. The... The year, I don't know exactly the year, but it was in the 1980s. And I was asked to teach a course on writing for marketing. So had 30 students, read all the papers, and there was one, the papers from this student stood out. And I said, you know, you could have a career in this. And uh, lo and behold, she did, and has done wonderful things. And we've been in touch since then. So uh, Nancy, has pivoted her business, transformed it, saw how the, uh, the wind was shifting, learned a lot of lessons along the way, and uh, now is helping people, especially in the podcast arena. And what does it mean to be a good podcast guest and how do you get on podcasts? And I was so glad that she accepted our invitation to join us today. Um, Nancy, the talking stick is yours.
2: Well, thank you, Henry, and thank you, Mark, and thank you, all wonderful authors and speakers who've welcomed me here today. I'm really honored to be here. And I just want to say, you know, I really loved being in Henry's class, you know, as a girl in her 20s thinking, what am I going to do with my life? Who knew that that press release about the sex habits of the Komodo dragon was going to be the turning point to compel me to pursue a career in public relations? And all those many years before, like, I don't think, I didn't think he remembered me at all, but I remembered him because it's a big value to be seen, heard, and celebrated and to be acknowledged by someone in an instructor position. So I remember, like, years later, I was going through a closet of, and I found this paper that I'd written about the the sex habits of the Komodo dragon at the San Diego Zoo. And Henry had written in the corner, you have potential and could go far. And I thought, I wonder if he's going to remember me. <laughs> so I think I found his email and I said, I don't know if you're going to remember me, but I was a student in your course well, a million years ago. And since that time, I created this public relations agency and I have represented clients like Roger Staubach and the Seattle Chocolate Company and Fran Bigelow, Fran's Chocolates. I've done pretty well for myself. And I don't suppose any of this would have ever been possible if you had not been in that room, being charming and delightful and you know, turning a light on that maybe I had a career in public relations. So Henry, thank you so much for that, really grateful. So since you're all uh, authors and speakers, some of your forthcoming authors, some of you are established authors, chances are you wanna market more with a book and a speech. Do I get an amen to that? <laughs> And because I've been binge listening to the podcast and I've been listening to your distinct and compelling points of view that have been very clear and compelling, (laughs) I want to say that 2021 and 2020 could, could have been your best year ever. And chances are there's opportunities right underneath your nose that you might not have considered that could be a game changer for you, especially if you are someone who is now getting comfortable with the idea of speaking to hundreds or thousands of people but without having to buy a plane ticket leave your house fight the traffic or have it get in the way of your lifestyle does any of that appeal to anybody who i'm listening who i'm watching today can i get some amens or some yeses in the chat or anything like that yeah see lots of thumbs going up so my own story just to make it kind of fun and personal henry kind of alluded to it in the green room but my dad was an actor in hollywood And he's a very good actor and I could drop his name and you'd be able to find his bio and you'd think, wow, I know that guy, I've seen a lot of his movies. But what you don't know is a lot of actors are not working most of the time and auditioning a lot. And as a teenager growing up in Southern California where the status conscious nature of people everywhere was so apparent, there were the haves and the have nots. And I often felt like a have not because after all the auditions that he was going on, a lot of them weren't turning into gigs. And when you're a kid growing up and you're not old enough to get a a driver's license or work or do anything, your ability to buy groceries is dependent on whether or not the person who's running the household's making any money. And it occurred to me even as a very young girl that it's very disempowering to go out on auditions and have other people be in control of your ability to make your living. Like if the casting director says, yes, you got the gig. If the casting director says, no, you don't. And there you have it. And so that is a very disempowering place to stand as an actor. It's a very disempowering place to stand if you're a speaker or an author. And there's other ways that you can be seen, heard, and helped. And so over the years, I've learned that I can speak up to my own community. More rather, you can speak up to your own community of fans and followers. You can speak up on the... on platforms like this that belong to other people when you're graciously invited to join. And you can also speak up on podcasts that are right for your message. And when you get chosen and selected to speak up on the podcasts that are right for your message, you can have a long form conversation with the host. You can demonstrate what you know, valuable tips that can help the people who are listening be better off as a result. And at the end of the show, invariably the host will say, Tell me Teresa or David or Christopher what's the best next step for our audience to take to make in to take in your direction so they can learn even more at the feet of your wisdom and that's your opportunity to share an invitation to go buy your book or ask for a consultation to discuss how you can elevate their world to a higher level or perhaps to join your Facebook group but if if every time you speak up on a podcast One person decides to have a consultation with you and you get in conversation with them and they decide that you are the person that they're looking for. And you're lucky and smart and savvy enough to have a four or more figure offer to invite them into you can see how the math is going to work out. If you do 20 podcasts in a year and one client comes from each podcast 20 podcasts times i'm going to say $5,000. Well, you can do the math. You can see that that could really, really work out. So am I, are you interested in learning how to become an amazing guest? Yeah, awesome. (laughs) You come to the right place. I believe it really starts first with your mindset, what's going on between your ears. And the mantra that I would love for you to consider adopting as your own is this one. My work deserves a much wider audience and my business is worthy of sales beyond expectations. When you embrace this mantra as your own, it shifts the way that you do everything and how you do anything is how you do everything. So when you have this intention that you have content that's worthy of a much wider audience and your business is worthy of sales beyond expectations, you're no longer winging it you're no longer just throwing the spaghetti against the wall to see what's going to stick. You're behaving and believing as if the most important influencer, podcast host, television host, or meeting planner is going to call you tomorrow and say, I've read about you. I've heard about you. I'm compelled by your new book and I love the talk of your title of your speech. Can I invite you to be a part of what I'm doing here? And what would happen if? people started calling you and inviting you to be on their stages live or virtual or otherwise i'll never forget and this is where being ready for opportunity really does matter you know i'm sure as an author and a speaker and a coach or a mentor or whatever roles you play you work pretty hard sometimes and then when you get some downtime don't you really appreciate it and i remember for myself i was i live in bellingham washington and it rains a lot here and we don't get a lot of sun, which, Henry, that might be why my skin looks reasonably good over oh, well, these many years later, because I haven't seen a lot of that yellow orb in the sky, not much. Well, anyway, I'm on this lounge chair in sunny San Diego, and I can feel the trade winds and I can feel the warmth of the sun on my skin and I've got my Oprah magazine over here and I've got my Brene Brown book over here. And I'm thinking it's going to be a great day as I take a sip of that iced tea with the little mint leaf that has just that little bit of fragrance that makes me feel like Calgon, take me away. And what do you know, the phone starts vibrating on the side table. Well, guess who it is? It's National Public Radio. National Public Radio. I'm in my bathing suit, hotels like miles away. Hello, it's Nancy, what can I do for you? Well, this is Mary Price at National Public Radio. How do you do? It's nice to meet you. Like like I'm really expecting this call. She says, I saw your website online. The guest we had planned for tomorrow can't make it. We need someone to talk about how to become an expert online. And we're wondering if you could stand in. Oh, sure, Mary, I'd be happy to do that. And you know what? Before the phone hits the cradle, you will have my photo, an image of my book cover, the five questions that I most like to be asked to serve the audience. You also have a 50-word or a 100-word bio. Is there anything more I can do for you to make this a great experience for you as the producer and for your national audience? And then there's like this pregnant pause. And then she laughs and she says, will you please teach the world to do what you just did? And so now I'm doing that. I'm teaching people how to be that unicorn guest that is so ready for opportunity that when you are on a lounge chair in your bathing suit, can't wait to read what I know for sure in the back of your Oprah magazine, you get the phone call, you handle it, you put the phone down, you send one link, to your producer or whatever, and you're done. Because if you behave and believe as if the most important person is going to call you tomorrow, you're ready for that opportunity. And when you get on the phone, you're ready to have a juicy conversation. You're ready to be in dialogue with who's ever there. You're ready to deliver your sassy sound bites in your own distinctive point of view and your own inimitable way that when they ask you for the next step that they would most likely want to take, people are like hungry to hear what it is. So you're probably thinking, well, how do I get ready for all of that? And one of the things that I think is important is preparation. Who are you? What value do you have to bring to the podcast? What are the three takeaway points that an audience member will benefit from as a direct result of being in your presence? What do hosts and meeting planners have to say about you as a pleasure to work with in every way? What are your social media profiles? So if they wanna check you out, you can make it easy. And most importantly, how can they get in touch with you to make the booking? I should also point out that you should have a professional headshot and a beautiful image of your book cover so that they know that you're the real thing. And by the way, that photo of you should look like you really do look in the mirror today and not when you were 22. And you know, because if you're going to fib about what you look like, what else might you fib about? (laughs) So all of this can be put together in what, what we like to call a media one sheet. And Suzanne, I do have a special gift that will allow you to quickly and easily create your Media One Sheet without having to search for a template on Canva or hire a graphic designer. And if you want to go to getknowngetpaid.com forward slash MOS for Media One Sheet, you can download that as my gift to you. And in a matter of 15 minutes, You simply upload your photo, upload what you want to talk about, upload your short bio written in the third person so a host can easily read it and spell your name and speak your name correctly, and then you're off to the races. And so I don't know if I just went to 15 minutes or more, but I I have more to share, but I'm more than happy to have dialogue if it will be much more fun for everybody to... um, I'm just gonna check in the chat and see what people are saying, just to see if everything's fine.
0: You, you can keep going, Nancy, but if you want, uh, tell me when you want me to be the inquisitor.
2: OK, well, I'm going to I'm just doing one more thing here. I'm typing this into the chat. On a scale of one to 10, has anybody gotten any value so far? Post in the chat so I know how we're doing. 10, 10, 10 exclamation point. All right, that's what I like to see. <laughs> All right. So Media One Sheet, you're gonna go download that and you're going to fill it out. And oh, by the way, when you download it, you'll get an example of mine that can be an example upon which you can model your own. And I'm sure you're gonna find this lickety split quick for you and that's great. Okay, we already talked about doing the math and how lucrative podcast guessing can be provided you have at least a four-figure offer to invite people into. And so the next thing I wanna talk about on a practical tactical basis is you wanna have decent lighting to your left and right so that people can see your face. You wanna have a microphone that is professional and you wanna make sure that what people see behind you is reflective of your personal brand. Because if they can see your dirty dishes or your cats walking back and forth or your children running about, again, how you do everything is how you do anything so put your best face forward and make sure it's a favorable reflection of what you want people to know about you. Another thing that I think it's, um, you're probably wondering, well, how can I get booked? Who wants to know how to get booked? Yeah? What if I told you that there was some low-hanging podcast publicity fruit you could go and pick today and start getting booked on shows instantly? Would that be a good idea? I'm seeing heads nod. I like that. Did you know that there are podcast guesting matchmaking sites on Facebook? And you can join them today without spending any money at all. And a couple of them would be podcast guest collaboration. I need my glasses here to see this one, but oh, here we go. My glasses. Podcastguestcollaboration.com, podcast connection. Just start with those two. And what's really cool about this, there's like 10 or 12,000 people there, hosts and guests alike, that are looking to make a match. So what I always encourage people to do is lurk, learn, and then put your aura in the water. In the world of publicity, people get all caught up about how to make a pitch that the media can't resist. And I can go on for miles about how to do that. But what I really love about these matchmaking sites is you can see that a host will say, I'm looking for a guest who can talk about self-help and put a new spin on what's current today. My podcast is called XYZ. If you think you're going to be a good guest, let me hear from you. And then you'll see a thread right underneath it and it will say, pick me. (laughs) I'm this person. Here's why I'm a candidate. It's all very conversational, it's very much in relationship. So that's why I say lurk, learn, and then jump in because you'll get some really good hits this way. Just show up as a human being and say, Hey, that's a that's I, I am that person. Oh, by the way, here's a link to my media one sheet that lets you know that I'm ready to go and I'm a pro at hello. And then what you'll notice is you'll get a direct message back and they'll say, you're perfect for the show. Won't you please sign up using our enrollment form? And the enrollment form is going to ask you everything that the host wants to know. Your name, what, the, what you want to talk about, the questions you want to ask, the call to action you want to extend. And you have, there's another place to put in comments and if you, don't, if you want to be the uni- unicorn guest that gets chosen above all others, listen first to the show and be able to say, I listened to episode number 165 where you talk to Bob Smith about whatever it was. And I particularly liked the way you handled that conversation. And this was my big takeaway point. And here's the cool thing. I have a completely alternative And provocative point of view that would be a fabulous follow up to that conversation. What I'm demonstrating here is that if you personally want to be seen, heard, and helped, seen, heard, and celebrated on the podcast that's right for your message, please listen to the podcast that you want to be on so that they and demonstrate that you have paid attention. I'll never forget this TV anchor named, um, what was her name? Amy Clancy. She was the five o'clock news anchor in Seattle, Washington on the, seven, on the CBS station. And she would say, "I my biggest pet peeve is when people say to me, I've never watched the news, but you should cover me and my story. It is so disrespectful to someone who's giving their life on the line on the deadline every day to tell the truth for you to offend them and say, I never watch your show, but you should put me on it. Like what kind of planet do you come from where you can say something like with that to someone with a straight face and think it's going to work out. This never works out. See here and celebrate the show you want to be on. Make a pitch in a human way that lets them know that you add value to add to the conversation. And then fill out the form as prescribed so that you're dealing with the host in the manner in which the host wants to be dealt with. I promise you, you will get results in short order and you soon will become that unicorn guest that a top host can't wait to book. Which brings me to, what about going after the big fish after you've picked enough low-hanging fruit? Who wants a big fish? Great. <laughs> Some, let's, let's make no mistake, podcast guesting takes time, as you can well imagine. It's not only the time you prepare for it, it's the time you deliver. And then it's what you do afterwards to merchandise the great conversation that you had. And all of us, if we go back to our initial affirmation, my work is worthy of a much wider audience and my business is worthy of sales beyond expectation. Don't you want to be on the shows that have all the amazing listeners in ever increasing amounts? Well, you get to this point after a while and I wanna give an example of someone that some of you may know. David Newman is the host of a show called The Speaking Show. And The Speaking Show is a top five marketing and management podcast, according to iTunes, which is fairly high marks. And to get on a show like that feels like a nice feather in anyone's cap, especially if you talk about marketing and management. I had him on my wish list of someone whose show I wanted to be on. So what can you do if you want to be on David's show or someone like David's show? Number one, listen to the show. So you know that it's the show you want to be on. Number two, find an opening. I wanted to send him a copy of my book. Bye bye boring bio. So I found a way to get his address. And I put my book in an envelope with a personal note and said, I'm a huge fan of your show. It occurs to me that the the subject matter that I'm an expert in is something that might add value to your program. I would be so honored to have the opportunity to chat with you about this. And that was step one. Step two was join his Facebook group and start joining the conversation. Start listening to see what he talks about. See if there was some value I could add to the conversation as an active, engaged member of his community. Step number three is, I wonder who do I know who has a closer relationship to David Newman than I could hope to have at this particular moment in time. And it turns out that Dan Janelle, a long-term friend of mine from um, marketing your book in a flash, I can't remember the exact name, maybe Tanri or Mark will be able to tell me, but I was talking to, Mark to, to um, Dan about this and we had a wonderful conversation. I guess he had me, me as a guest on his show and he says, well, what else can I do for you? This was such a great show. What else can I do for you? And I said, you know, it's on my dream board to be on David Newman's podcast. I don't suppose you know him. And he said, yeah, I know him. <laughs> he says, and I think you're awesome. So I'm gonna make a warm introduction. Awesome. So I get the warm introduction. I follow up like a champ and then guess what happens? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> and so i'm thinking to myself was i too enthusiastic did i go over the top did i misstep in some way what was the problem and i satisfied myself that i didn't misstep and i thought maybe my follow-up got lost in cyberspace so your fortune is always in the follow-up and if you really want to be on that big show you have to summon up enough courage to say i wanted enough to follow up so i put in the subject line If you're not stuck under heavy furniture, I'd really like to chat with you. I borrowed a line from when Harry met Sally. And what do you know? Five minutes later, he said, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I loved your book. I loved every note you've sent. I loved every post you've made in my group. Let's book it for December seventh. Hooray. (laughs) I was on the show. It turned out to be a brilliant show and in reciprocation because the world is good with regard to energy. I said, gosh, that was so much fun, can I please have you on my show? And I interviewed him like a champ and he said it was one of the best interviews he'd ever done ever in his life. And so first respond to get the low-hanging fruit. When you're yourself that you got enough low-hanging fruit and you've got your podcasting game on, then I want you to choose the eight really great shows that would be on your dream board and go after them one by one with intention and spirit with an eye towards adding value to that show in a way that only you can bring. And I promise you, if you do some of these things, you're gonna find yourself getting booked one right after the other on podcasts that are right for your message. And the part about podcast guesting that I think is the part that's been the most unexpected and the most welcome of all is when you become really good at being a guest, there are people listening that have never met you before And a lot of these people that are listening that have never met you before host their own shows and they're looking for guests and they're going to say, I saw you or heard you on ABC podcast and you rocked it out. Will you please be a guest on my show? And one right after the other, you start getting, moving up the food chain and getting on the cooler shows like this one. (laughs) And you're thinking, gosh, and it all started writing a press release about the sex habits of the Komodo dragon and how great that turned out to be for me and and for everyone else who's here today. So those are my thoughts. I hope they're helpful and I'm more than happy to answer questions and cheer you on or provide encouragement or support or additional resources. Thank you so much.
0: This is how we applaud with jazz hands. Um, (laughs) Nancy, flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, Now, I'm just a little worried about now because you gave a magic act there and now if I ask you, I'm going to ask you some the secrets of the trick behind the magic act so we can all become magicians. Are you going to be okay with that?
2: Totally okay with that. Generosity okay. is my secret sauce.
0: Uh-huh. So, um, well, okay, let me go right to there. Um, did everybody hear the snazzy, jazzy sound bites that Nancy Jutton uses? They don't happen by accident. Um, Nancy, can you talk a little of how you've developed uh, these uh, sassy sound blights like fortunes in the follow-up? Um, and uh, oh, there were so many. I wrote several down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I have a little bit of an unfair advantage. I think when I came out of the womb, I had a pen in one hand and a typewriter, you know, a typewriter in the other, or a dictionary in the other. I think I came on the planet having a real passion for alliteration and the power of words. They've called me a word wizard all my life. But for those who are not initiated, I think it's really fun to start with, if you're looking to develop that skill, speak to the transformation you provide and find a way to talk about it in a way that rolls off the tongue. So for example, I wrote a book called Bye Bye Boring Bio. There's alliteration right there. I wanted it to be easy to say and spell, and I wanted people to remember the transformation that I was going to provide. But then when I was creating the signature talk that I delivered year after year after year after year, dozens and dozens and dozens of times, how to transform your boring bio from wallpaper to wow to attract clients now. I'm speaking to the transformation. How to transform your boring bio, that's the problem, from wallpaper to wow that's the transformation to attract clients now that's what you really want so think about what you're able to transform for your clients with the various expertise that you have start there and and try to have a little fun with it like maybe you had a little glass of wine or maybe a little bit something harder (laughs) my husband who is a financial advisor who um He's one of the more straightforward, loving, terrific people on the planet, but he doesn't turn a phrase quite as well as I do. So when he's looking for good words, he takes me to a Mexican restaurant and buys me a margarita. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's <funny.
2: laughs> it's a good recipe no matter where you are. <laughs>
0: sure, yeah, that's that's why you gotta feed question. a girl. What's that? I said you got to feed a girl. You know, candy's <laughs> dandy, but liquor's quicker. So I didn't have that figured out. <laughs> um, okay. The other there was a nice genius magic trick here in the your free offer. So your free offer is something that um, I've paid one hundred and fifty dollars to have a graphic artist take a one sheet, and you're letting us have a template that we could turn out, I just had a meeting planner go, oh, I'd like a one sheet for each one of your books, please. I said, right, (laughs) let me get on that. You know, I'll get that right to you. I was thinking like, how am I going to do that? I was like, oh, I'm going to download yours and just spend 15 minutes on each book and I'm done. Um, Yes, you can do that. How did you come up with that? And what are some other, um, because we always say, oh, you can do a tip sheet or you could do uh, a white paper, Uh, this sounds a lot more snazzy and jazzy.
2: Well, thank you. I was just tuning into what people were saying, you know, people are saying, Oh, I've got to hire a graphic designer for 150 bucks. Oh, I've got to go search on Canva and try to dive through all the various free templates that are there. And then I'm going to have to do something with them myself. And I thought, well, what if I could address those major objections with a gift of my own that would allow people to get to the outcome faster and easier and also be guided with a mirror example that they could model. And so talk about easing a pain in record time. I thought, why not ease the pain in record time? Because someone I know named Henry DeVries once said, painkillers sell better than vitamins. So why not go ahead and bring in the painkiller so that people can get faster on the path because recognize that helping you create your media one sheet is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of how I can support and guide and create a major, even more magnificent transformation. But if, if what I give away for free is of such high value, my hope and intention is that you'll wanna become behind the velvet rope to see what else is waiting for you there and generosity is my secret sauce. So that's, that would be my answer to that. Instant gratification, save people time, save people aggravation, and have them hungry to learn more from you. If you go too far over the arc, maybe they're going to be satisfied and they're not going to be hungry to learn more. But a media one sheet is just the tip of the iceberg. You still have to learn how to pitch. You still have to learn how to prioritize. You still have to learn how to ping pong people back into your world. You still have to learn how to profit prof, profit meaningfully. There's a whole lot more to teach about this, but the media one sheet's a good place to start.
0: We say our brand is generosity. Um, So this is not a coincidence by the back and forth. You know, there's another
2: cool word someone told me about today, munificence. Do you know this word?
0: Uh, Edify me.
2: Um, Somebody do me the favor of looking up munificence on dictionary.com. But one of my friends who's in the international speech competition on his way to the world champion, called me munificent today and it was just such a high compliment (laughs) it's just a really fancy pants way to say generous and amazing
0: it's a ten (laughs) dollar word
2: (laughs) if anybody can look it up and post it in the chat that might be amusing for us to to watch
0: well and and nancy you if i can pay you a compliment and how much you've grown through the years in that um you learn from a lot of people who are in the pitch fest world, but you don't come off as pitch festy at all. Uh, yeah, I mean that's and that's uh, it's it's a balance. Um, uh, so so you're going to keep giving along the way, and then somebody's going to ask you, "Oh, well, how do I get more of this? What does it cost? Does it come in red? Uh, how big is it?" And you'll have that conversation then. Um, well, oh. can I
2: say one other thing? Thank you so much yeah. for that very meaningful compliment. And I want to thank Suzanne for pointing out what munificent means. It means extremely liberal in giving, very generous, characterized by great generosity, a munificent bequest. Isn't that a beautiful word? But here was the thing I wanted to say that hopefully will astound and surprise every single person on this call. Because this is a very personal share that Henry might remember. I always considered myself a writer. I could put words on paper and make them spin like crazy. And Henry said, you'll never succeed if you don't learn how to speak. And I said, but I don't want to speak. And he says to me, if you want to get to success without speaking, I will support you the best way that I can. But if you are satisfied with one one arm of your success tied behind your back as a non-speaker, I'll do the best I can for you, but if you could just unleash that arm and learn how to speak, I think you're going to be a whole lot better off. And I went kicking and screaming to speaking. And I actually think I've become a much better speaker over the years because of a lot of relentless practice. But I am so grateful to you all these like decades later, we met in 1983. It's
0: 83, wow. 1983,
2: I met you the same year I met my husband <laughs> with two amazing men that I crossed paths with at the same time. But I'm a much better speaker now than I ever was before. And it's because you, you dared me to do it. And so if those who are watching today or participating today have been kicking and screaming to speaking, just like take that in and just go for it.
0: Okay, so let me get personal. So one day I did something and it was my bad. And Nancy was mad at me, righteously so. And I was in her doghouse. And I talked to Steve and I said, I don't know, Steve, I'm, I'm in Nancy's doghouse. And he says, I'm in that doghouse all the time. It's, it's got doors on both sides. You'll get out of it way easy. Just, <laughs> he was right. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, well, let's move on from that. And then let's, you know, just do it right the next time. Oh,
2: that's a nice I, this quality. Is, this is do you ever hear that very- story? I don't remember that story, but I'll have to ask Steve about it when he gets home. Well,
0: he probably doesn't remember it either. <laughs> My wife would probably say, it probably never happened. It's just you 64 now. I remember things that never happened. Okay. Um, th- there was one official question to ask be- before we bid do is the mistake. So what's the mistake that people are making that's holding them back with podcasting?
2: Several mistakes, podcasting is not speaking. Podcasting is having a dialogue with a human being. So approach every conversation as if it's a conversation. Another big mistake is spray and pray and hoping that it's gonna work out. A personal direct and customized approach is gonna be your best path to a connection that will lead to connections, clients, collaborations and cash. Another big mistake is being you focused instead of audience focused. Remember, there are people listening that pay attention to that show because they admire the hosts. They want to learn from them. Don't make it all about you and your book. Don't turn to, you know, in my book, you'll get the best that I have to offer. Be generous in sharing three specific brilliant observations that you can pull from your book. Um, and, and the biggest mistake when it comes to monetizing, and, and this is a big one, and I challenge you to listen to other shows and see how other people do it, but when the host says, where can we go to learn more about you? Please be singular in your focus. Because if you tell people, you can find me on Facebook, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can go to my website, you can send me a smoke signal, you can give me a call. You give people 42 things to do, and guess what they do? They do nothing. Remember, with podcast guesting, most people are multitasking. They're doing the laundry. They're walking the dog. They're riding their bike. They're multitasking at their desk. If you give them 42 things to do, they will do nothing. If you give them one thing to do that's easy to speak, spell, and remember, you will be well served, which brings me to an excellent example since we brought up my husband, Steve Jutton, the financial advisor, the biggest fear that people have as they near their retirement is that they're going to outlive their, outlive their money in retirement. So my husband created a book, a, an ebook, and it's, guess what it's called? www.do not outliveyourmoney.com. Create a URL that's easy to speak, spell and say, so that when people hear it, there's some kind of emotional message around it. Do not outliveyourmoney.com. If you do not want to outliveyourmoney.com, there's a special report waiting for you so you can learn how to avoid that fate. Either you want that or you don't want that, but it's one thing you can go and do. Do not outliveyourmoney.com. He simply paid $12 at godaddy.com to buy it. And I couldn't believe our good fortune in being able to purchase it for $12 because this is the single biggest issue that potential retirees are worried about. And he's got a URL that he owns that solves the problem. So get yourself a good, easy to speak and spell URL and you will smile all the way to the bank.
0: Thank you, Nancy, genius. So Nancy and I have been publicists for decades now, and I share her enthusiasm that this is the good old days. This is the golden time for publicity. It's podcasts. There are people who are my authors here and lifetime value in five figures because I spoke on a podcast of, you know, we all say, oh, well, there's not the newspapers, or we can't get on the evening news. Podcasts are the gift that keep giving. People keep discovering you, they're out there. It just builds over time. It's not like radio interviews that vanish that day. So Nancy, thank you so much. Um, We'd love to have you back sometime if you would uh, be willing to do that.
2: Well, let's ask your listeners who are here. Is there more I can teach you? Would you like me to come back?
0: Look Yay. at all those hands. Yay.
2: Okay, great.
0: Thank so much. Can I ask a, a question, Nancy, that I think will help everyone. I've got to be careful about ego and something like that. On your book, on your full glossy book on the page that I saw, can you briefly tell us kind of what's in that whole book? Because it, it now I'm very excited because I've got the... Yeah, exactly. What, what's kind of the... That's not just your bio, it's other stuff, right?
2: This, this, the Bye Bye Boring Bio workbook is a comprehensive resource. So you can create bios for every platform where you need to show up and have them all be brilliant. And most importantly, this is a different more than that, it goes into detail about podcast guest etiquette, what to do, what not to do, how to create a media one sheet, how to make your one sheet. There's examples within for you to model your own. So you have different formats to consider if the template that I've provided is too straightforward for you. And what's different about my workbook is that it's actually embedded with 11 different videos and two different audios that allow you to take your learning deeper So if you want to learn how to create your Amazon central bio for the Amazon site, there's a whole interview about exactly how to do it and why to do it and how it's different. There's a whole other interview about how to make your LinkedIn profile brilliant and guides you step-by-step how to do that. There's how to make your irresistible lead magnet a conversion machine, and it goes into detail about exactly what to do and how to do it. This is the very best that I've assembled over over a decade of interviews with people that are world-class that is all packed within this one powerful resource. The byebyeboringbio.com free gift that you have been provided. Can I just share one little thing?
1: Sure.
2: Who would have known that the preview to the workbook would go Amazon number one bestseller in four categories before the manuscript was even complete? Who even knew that that was even possible? Wow. But I it is. So go get the preview. And then when you get the autoresponder, it's going to give you the opportunity to buy it at the screaming deal of a price that you won't even believe how good it is. So you should just go get the bye-bye boringbio.com free gift. If you like the, if you like that, you'll love the rest of it. And it's probably going to be the best $27 you can part with. I promise you that.
0: I just want to make it clear. Nobody asked me to ask you that question. I really wanted to know what you just said.
2: Well, thank you, Christopher. And and didn't you think it was
0: building up to $497, three payments of $197, not $27. uh,
2: I sell it for my website for $97. But when you go to get the free gift, you will be rewarded with a promo code that allows you to buy it for seventy dollars off. So you're going to pay twenty seven dollars for the for the digital workbook. If you want the the workbook to deliver to your home, there's extra fees associated with that. But don't worry about that. It's a really good book. Henry wrote the foreword. I was so proud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so well, I don't want to tell you all how to live your life, but if you don't buy that book, you're making a huge mistake. Okay. <laughs> Nancy, thank you so much. Thanks everybody for listening. We look forward to talking to you on the next episode of the Marketing with a Book podcast. Bye everybody.